This is URN Sport. University Radio Nottingham, that's a good station as well. URN, let them do a go well to finish, please. Can you stop editing the go well, please, at the end of their show? Cheers. Go well. Keep it URN. Keep it URN. Keep it URN. This. This. Is URN. Hello and welcome to the Owen Morgan of Cricket podcast. Myself and Toby are going to discuss and sort of contemplate the retirement of Owen Morgan, an absolute hero to me. But as ever, I'm joined by the Owen Morgan of the Owen Morgan of Cricket podcast. It's Owen Morgan. No, it's Toby Reynolds. Toby, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Just imagine how amazing it would be if Owen Morgan was here. Oh, oh mate. He's my absolute favourite. What, what does he mean to you, Tobes? I think, yeah, just how I mean how great a leader he was mm. how prolonged his career for England and a little bit for Ireland yeah. um, was and, and just how fantastic a player he was and, and actually I mean Wisden have talked about it a lot as well but just about how he sort of stayed almost the same and didn't try and change himself mm. for playing for England and becoming England captain and some, similar to how Ben Stokes has become captain now it's not like he's suddenly become a really well spoken English guy no, from, from the south coast he yeah. still is the same rugby league like northerner basically yeah um that he was before he became captain we're going to go through owen morgan's entire career we've got two games planned for you we have retired owen morgana feeling out of sensitivity to the topic also because it was a rubbish game with too many rules uh do apologize about that was it a game we came up with just from the name yes toby has a very good quiz that he hasn't told me about yet i also have a questionnaire that owen morgan has filled out genuinely uh, from a different broadcaster, of course. But we haven't. We're not that close with Morgs, and we're going to see how well does Toby know Owen Morgan. What was your favourite innings of Owen Morgan, Toby? The one that immediately came to mind was 2019 World Cup mm. against Afghanistan. Yeah. 17 sixes in the innings. Yeah. Took down one of the world's best bowlers, mm. particularly world's best, bowl, world's best bowlers, white ball bowlers ever, arguably. I don't know with Rashid Khan, uh, world record number of sixes. And England piled on the runs, absolutely battered Afghanistan. I remember because it was around the time where England needed to basically win all of the rest of our matches mm. to have a chance of qualifying. And, and I, I thought Afghanistan could be a little bit of a sort of banana skin. We yeah. might slip up a little bit um, the way we've been playing so far. And I think Vince might have gone early. I think he might have been playing in that game. I can't remember. Um, and we we're struggling a little bit. And then really we just dominated one the second Morgan came to the crease mm. smashed the ball everywhere and and really took down quite a good spin bowling attack yeah and do you think about the number one all-rounders in that squad and he just hit him for six after mm. six after six and Old Trafford's not a tiny ground it's not Gloucester it's a proper big ground I think one of my favourite innings might I can't, I can't that 120 scored uh, in his te- when his first test century for me stands out just that Brit insurance kit, and I thought he was going to be forever in the England team. It's, it's a very niche one, in fairness. But I do remember just really loving Owen Morgan and the amount of... So I just did this, Toby. I typed in the word highest mm-hmm. on his Wikipedia, implying highest run score and all that. How many yeah. times do you think the word highest comes up? In Wikipedia? Oh, it's going to be... don't know, like 30, 40? Oh, no, that's ruined it. Seven. Oh, Which is still quite good. That's a good effort. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's stuff like England hosted the highest ODO title twice under his mm. captaincy and highest century maker for England as captain. It is just sensational, the amount of records this man holds. He actually was born in Ireland, which we do need to sort of... I think we should go back to his roots here. 
obviously he's Irish. Yes. And just transferred about. to England in 2007. It must have been so difficult for him to transfer. Here's some stats about his Ireland career. He helped Ireland become, in 2006, the European champions. Fun fact, he's the first ODI batsman to be 99 and out. He's eighth highest Irish ODI run scorer, still only playing for three years. He scored 100 for Ireland and first double 100 for Ireland in a first-class game against UAE back in 2007. He's the third youngest ever non-subcontinental player to make a century in ODI cricket. He also scored 100 at the 2007 World Cup for Ireland. Also was one of the highest run scorers in the 2006 Under-19 Cricket World Cup. Not bad. Not bad for a stint. Good effort. It's a good effort, that. Uh, we We were both a little bit too young to remember his Irish career. However, on those stats alone, Toby... It's not bad for such a young young head. It's a pretty pretty good effort, you have to admit. Yeah, no, he's he yeah, as you say, didn't play a huge amount of study of the Red Bull stuff, but mm. what a phenomenal player he was. Mm. Um and yeah, the hundreds and and the way the Wisdom yet again talks about this, they they talked about his retirement really, really well. I'd recommend going listening to mm. it. But after this podcast, obviously. After oh, this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but Phil Walker, their managing director or something like that, mm. was talking about basically how um when he first got his first 100 at Trent Bridge for, for England, he went out for dinner after the 100 with his girlfriend or wife at the time. Um, and she asked, oh, how did the match go today? And he was like, yeah, did did all right. You know, it's a good game. Um, having scored 120, <laughs> debut 100 for, for England. Yeah. And then the next morning, she's walking to work or something and sees his face plastered all over yeah, yeah, um, yeah. every like tabloid, every newspaper. And then she calls him up after the game and like, you, you didn't tell me you did that well. <laughs> He's gone for the sort of non-village cricket approach because village cricketers would, of course, just go, yeah, actually, it was a really good ball. and uh, Exactly. It actually sent middle stump cartwheeling. Mm. But no, he, I think that shows his character so well. He was always willing to big up other people mm. and not himself. And for someone as radically incredible as he was, it just shows the kindness of the man. I think, yeah, it shows how self-assured he was as well and how inwardly confident he was that he didn't need necessarily to be bigged up bigged up and mm. um and carried mm. with him like a lot of players will need to be told how amazing they are the whole time yeah like, like kevin peterson well yeah kevin peterson as well dom allen some of the yeah. greats of the game, of the game. um but like kp is one of those guys that if you like lost him he was gone and you, you would never play well again for you but you had to basically just tell him how good a player he was mm. morgan was the exact opposite yet equally um, equally good a player and, and revolutionised the game just as much as KP arguably if not more so in the white ball side um, and he knew that how good he was and he was so self-assured and self-confident with it but, but without telling everyone else about it because he knew within him that he, he was good enough that I think it made, came across so well and, mm. and he knew how to manage people because of it probably Let's move on to how he swapped to England quite a controversial topic you think Irish cricket's coming up on the up they just beat was it Pakistan at that 2007 World Cup? Mm. Really huge feeling. You think Ireland's going somewhere. To transfer to England, who at the time weren't in a very good state, really struggling following the 2006-07 uh, whitewash rubbish World Cup campaign. Very brave move. And to then captain England, and we'll talk a bit about the success, never sang the national anthem. Um, obviously, it's such a complex relationship between Ireland and England. It's an incredibly brave thing to do, but... He said uh, to the Sunday Times he'd always wanted to play for England. Do you think that's now changed, Toby, with Irish cricket, that there is a sort of pathway? Do you think if Owen Morgan came through the system now, 
he would have still played for England? I think probably would have, just because he was half English as it was. Like, I think his mum was English, and his dad might have even been a little bit English as well, I'm not sure. And he went to school in England for a little bit. Mm. Um, And I think that was really, there's a lot of articles about that. That was really what changed, apparently, how he wanted to play for England, because he came over here. I think sort of probably felt more English because of it and really enjoyed it. Obviously, you don't want to put words in his mouth, but, no, but I think um, I think he's also such an idyllic part of mm. being. Also, it promotes Irish cricket on a bigger stage in a way. Yeah. You go, oh, he also played for. Ireland I think well. that's good too. And I, I'd hope if there was a future Owen Morgan, they'd play for Ireland and increase Irish cricket visibility that way. However, it was a stepping stone, and we can't forget his amazing achievements for Ireland. But we his achievements for England just go. It, on and on. On and on. Um, so here's some stats. Obviously, we know he's won two World Cups for England in 2010 and 2019. He has scored the most runs for England in ODI cricket and also the only Englishman to score four ODI centuries, which is mad. Think about all the talent we have. Butler, Root, Hales, Roy, Bairstow. None of them have got as many centuries in ODI cricket as Owen Morgan. His debut for England was in 2009, Toby. Can you guess against who? 2009. What, uh, white ball debut? White ball debut. New Zealand? Holland. Ooh. And that interesting. means we know the game where we lost to Holland yes. on the last ball. Uh, Stuart Broad throwing the ball and losing on buzzers to Holland at the start of a home World Cup. Think of the state English cricket was in then and think about how he's left it in 2022 in with the World Cup winning champions with Joss Butler sort of taking over from Morgs. It, it summarises how far England have travelled with him. It was such an awful World Cup. He got a few runs, but mainly struggled in that tournament. He then went on to play for England at the 2010 World Cup. He had a bit more uh, innings in between, never really got settled himself into the side until that World Cup. He got the highest run score in three of the games, two in the uh, group stage and one in the Super 8s, and wasn't really needed for the semi-final or final because the team was that good. The 2010 World Cup he described as one of his greatest achievements. Toby, do you remember that 2010 World Cup? Was it Not that? really. No, I I was sort of sort of before mm. my time of really getting into cricket. I remember I went to just see a couple of T20s, and I remember Craig Keyswater playing in that yeah, T20 yeah, yeah. for England, but I don't really then played in that that mm. World Cup. But other than that, not really. I remember it very well, and he was the person who lit up the stage as much as Kevin Peterson did. But because KP got more runs in the semi-final and final. Everyone seems to remember him more. And obviously, Keyswetter was fantastic, but to get England through to the stage, it was all Morgan. And I think at that stage, he was becoming such an exciting cricketer. KP sort of remembered for creating this the switch here. But I just remember Morgan did it more and better. I always thought, I know I'm probably biased there, but Morgan was, the for me, the first 360 player. I don't remember... KP playing as many dill scoops and as many butler scoops. Is it still called the butler scoop now? I think so. I'll maybe stay scoop, yeah, but I yeah. think butler can lay claim to it. How important do you think Morgan was to the 360 revolution at that time? Oh, massively. I think, as we talked about, his fearlessness and, and willingness to play these kind of things, because he knew that they were the best scoring option. He didn't care about the risk. Mm. And and where so many other people would have been like, oh, it's way too risky. I, I can't risk it. It's a World Cup. If I get out of this, I look like an idiot. Morgan trusted his skills and, and knew that that was his best option, which mm. players nowadays basically will be copying because they'll see, they'll have seen Morgan over the yeah. last decade mm. um, trying all of these these reverse sweeps and, and scoops and everything, 
And he, he's going to out down some, but you might as well, if he was just trying to play cover drive after cover drive, mm. he could nick off, he'd get caught in the mm. covers. Like, there's so many other options as to how he might get out. And he knew that that was his best option. And it also puts the bowlers off the line. And he, he trusted himself and he trusted his skills. Mm. Him and KP really are the forerunners of English cricket doing that. And it, it maybe even the world, I'm not too sure. But I'd back him to be one of the great batsmen of all time in international cricket. Winning a World Cup really sets him on the stage for English white ball cricket. And then the next few years of English white ball cricket are horrendous. They're really horrendous. But let's focus on his test career. 16 tests from 2010 to 2012. 200 350s. How would you rate his test career? It's a tough one because he obviously said there are 200, which is more than so many other people who have ever played test cricket. But he hasn't. He never really got quite to the heights. I don't think that they expected him to average 30. He's not quite good enough, particularly at the time. Yeah. Nowadays, you might be taking that. Yeah. But, Last um, year, we'd have taken that. Exactly. But I think when you look at who was around him at the time, your Collingwood, your Bells, uh, your Petersons, he was, it was always going to be tough to break into that. And he really had to take his chance when he did. And he didn't quite, unfortunately. I think arguably it probably helped, similarly to Broad and Anderson not playing mm. any white ball cricket after 2015. It was probably better for him to to miss out on that and to actually to focus on that white ball side of things and, and learn probably more about his captaincy, more about himself, mm. not having to worry about the red ball side of things. I, I do agree. Do you think Morgan may have prospered under the current leadership team of Stokes and McCullum instead of maybe the more refined... Strauss and Flower possibly a little I was thinking if there's a few injuries in New Zealand or over the Ashes over the summer do you reckon Stokes and McCullough might ask him to come out of retirement for the Red Bull side of things but, but I can't see how I, I think he probably wouldn't have I think it's one of those that you're very likely to succeed on, I think particularly as well it's not like um, every, everyone was struggling with with Strauss and uh, as captain and sort of around those times and under Andy Flower, because everyone was on good form and obviously there was a good atmosphere around, which I think Morgan would have thrived off. So I think they probably did get the best out of him as they could. Maybe, I don't know if he was in and out of the side. I know earlier on in his career he probably was. Um, so maybe that didn't help a little bit, but I think he probably didn't quite have the the skills and to, to make it into cricket where someone like... Well, someone else under Stokes, Harry Brook, for example, yeah. still developing and, and can learn those, whereas Morgan maybe nowadays wouldn't be able to. Yeah, it, it's a really interesting debate. And like you said, I probably go under the camp of the fact he didn't play test cricket allowed him to become the player he was. The next few years aren't as good for Morgan. There was, Do you remember that sort of crisis English cricket were having with the amount of movement uh, he would have uh, on the crease? So Morgan would go up, down, shake it. A lot of back. squatting, yeah. It was, it was it was all over the place, and it sort of represented he was just a little bit out of nick for a long time, and he'd have flashes of innings until probably about 2016. He'd score an amazing hundred, but then go f- missing for a few games, and this pretty much summed up with the 2014 World Cup, one of the lowest points in T20 cricket, where he was part of the third highest T20 World Cup, a third wicket partnership, but England would fail to be anyone of any significant losing to Holland with Morgan getting out for just six mm. essentially four days later it is so up and down with Morgan's career at this point until he became ODI captain then again he wasn't always the biggest run scorer but he always was a captain and I think that's where his best skills lay obviously 2011 he had a fractured finger it's quite hard to bat with that and losing to Ireland there's so many disappointing results for England but I don't even blame Morgan for that there was so much 
bad selection at the time as well. I think that also allowed him to stand out a little bit more. But I think his domestic career around this time was where he really leapt out to the cricketing public. Yeah, no, I think I think yeah, again playing playing throughout that is obviously huge. I think captain Middlesex around that time as well, really really young. Um, twenty two, yeah, exactly, and, and that was obviously Middlesex would have seen something within him and known how good a player he was. And, and even before then, we should have talked about it earlier, but I brought it up on the Tuesday Sports Show yesterday, but mm. Owen Morgan is the highest run scorer in under-19 World Cup history. He played wow. in two under-19 World Cups, 600 runs over the two, 13 innings. Um, and I think it just shows how dominant mm. he must have been at the time. And, and to play for that Ireland side as well, who obviously wouldn't have been that strong at the time, that he would have very easily probably carried them as, as far as they could have gone. Mm. He's an absolute monster, and I'm going to apologise. I've got my stats wrong a little bit. He scored 1,300 uh, for England in the ODI. I must have misread that stat, but fair play. It might have been at the Cricket World Cup, scoring 400s. I've just probably... I think it was 400s before he turned captain. Oh, that makes I think it was. Sense. Probably. Right, let's go to the domestic quiz. We'll talk about Owen Morgan's domestic impact a bit later, especially at the IPL and Big Bash and the legacy he left there. But Toby has got a little quiz for us. I do have a little quiz for us. I'll have to uh, try and find it again on, on here somewhere. Um, so basically, Owen Morgan has played in, I think, 11 domestic teams. Um, and Dominic challenges to name all of them. <laughs> Every single one. And we're not leaving here until you've done it. Oh, wow. So we'll be... Yeah, exactly. The podcast might be out in about six years' time. Um, let's I start easy. Okay. With, uh, with those two obvious ones. Correct. Okay. Can I now see... Sydney Thunder. Sydney Thunder, correct. Um, has he played in the IPL and the CPL? He played for m- multiple teams in the IPL. Oh, goodness me. Uh, I don't think he's played in the CPL, however. Uh, no, he played for one team. Okay, I'm going to name the only one I know, the Barbados Tridents. Correct. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, wow. Lovely. Bangalore Challengers? Uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore, correct. Yeah. That was his first IPL team in 2010. Mumbai Indians? He's not played for Mumbai Indians. I'm the Superchargers? Uh, the Superchargers? The know. Northern Superchargers? No, yeah, that'll be him. No. Uh, oh, the 100? The 100. He's played for London, London Spirit. Spirit, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the five? Wow. Doing well. Okay, so how many IPL teams are I looking at? Uh, one, two, three, four more IPL teams. Four more. Basically, name all the original teams. <laughs> you'll, you'll be there. Oh, no. Um, Chennai Super Kings. That's the one other team he basically hasn't played for. Oh, I think. is it? Oh, wow. Mumbai Indians, the Chennai Super Kings. I don't know. Oh, I, I lie. There's only three. We've played for one twice. Oh. He captained one fairly recently, if you remember that one. Nope. The purple team. The purple team. They have Andre Russell and... Nope. Nope. <laughs> so that's Cole Cutter Knight Riders. Oh, damn it. Um, do you know my IPL? That's a tough one. He, do you know where Johnny Bairstow has played Isn't recently? it like a pink team? There's a pink team. They'll be in with P. The pink team. <laughs> the pink team, not quite. That's uh, Kings 11 Punjab now, Punjab uh, Kings. Did he play in South Africa at all? I don't think so. Okay. There's two teams on here. I'm not sure where they're from. I'll have a look. He might have played in... Uh, He's played in Bangladesh. Oh, wow. Okay, come so That's on. the Ghazi Tank Cricketers. Oh, the Tank Cricketers. And he also played... Oh, he has played in South Africa. The Dolphins? Uh, no, the Spartans. Oh, wow. Uh, then he's also played Karachi Kings, Sunrisers Hyderabad as well, uh, the other team, yeah, Pashwar Zalami, uh, who are Pakistan Super League as well. Wow. And I think that is all of them. Yes, that is all the teams. 
was, a lot. <laughs> that is a lot, and I've barely got any. So amazing if you you've got, got five. Any. I'd say you've done well there. Yeah, it's it's not bad. And if you got more, please do message in and tell us how many you got. Also, if you just want to abuse my knowledge of Owen Morgan's domestic career. Oh, again, with Kevin Peterson, I was often viewed as the person to set off the domestic revolution in white ball cricket. But he didn't actually play across the world as many times as Owen Morgan did. Maybe that's because uh, Peterson was restrained by his test cricket commitments. But Toby, just reading those all off, Morgan played around the world, didn't he? He did. And when you when you look at his T20 stats, they are phenomenal as well. Averaging 26 with the bat is, is I think, fantastic, really. And a, and a decent, decent lick as well. Um, he really is just a fantastic all-round player, and I think and I think he was. So obviously, when Strauss first came in as captain, he was very against all this white ball stuff. But when Strauss was that managing director at the ECB, and Morgan was captain, they wanted every single player who might have a chance playing for England going around the world, playing as many different leagues as possible. I mean, you look at. I think in the past sort of few weeks, you've obviously got the IL T Twenty, the South African T Twenty, Big Bash. Um, there's an Abu Dhabi stuff as well, probably going on. The T10s, I think, have just finished a while ago. And the number of England teams who have been in all, England players have been in all of those teams is phenomenal. Mm. Probably getting on pretty much every single county cricketer over there somewhere. Yeah. somewhere. And like Sam Curran, now the highest paid uh, T20 player in the world. Exactly, yeah. He set this all up. Because he didn't have that, that commitment to test cricket, he was able to learn the skills. And we saw that sort of coming together. It was almost like a. <laughs> This is going to sound so sort of. It feels like an MCU story in the fact there's a very clear timeline to finish, and his fi- finale really being 2019 World Cup. It felt so, so story-like that he was the only person because he was that first English star not to be to confined to Test cricket or confined by Test cricket. He could explore. He could see how other nations were doing it. And after the 2015 World Cup we reap the rewards of that in many ways. I think he will be remembered by his domestic appearances worldwide because of it. This is URN Sport. Okay, we've talked about Australia 2015, an absolute mess. One of the lowest points in English cricket, Toby. The 2019 World Cup, four years away, it felt very, very unlikely England would ever, ever get to another final, win anything. We were hopeless. Owen Morgan comes in and changes so much over that period. What do you think was the one biggest change Morgan made from 2015 to 2017? You start bringing in Surrey players. Jason Roy got the gig. <laughs> Sam Curran. It was Tom Curran. It was all of these all these Surrey lads. That's the that's the key, really. Yeah. Uh, no, I, th- I think it was probably the atmosphere around the camp. Um, and as everyone who watched us at Varsity Ice Hockey, we do love the atmosphere. We love the atmosphere. Um, and I think it is really. Just the way the the culture within the changing room, which I think was so different to anything before. You had Cookie, who captain probably wasn't well. He wasn't a particularly inspiring leader necessarily. I think he was just tired. Like he he's a Test batsman, and mm. he has the elegance of a Test batsman. Morgan has the revolutionary sort of. It's like a general almost. I yeah, think. Yeah, in, in the kind way, and I think when you look at 2014, I remember the ECB put out a Secret Santa clip of all the England players in Sri Lanka. And the boys just look knackered. They look absolutely worn down. It just been a rubbish year all round. And Cookie looks tired. And no one performed well in 2015. No one in that World Cup. But by the summer, England are beating the, the finalists, New Zealand, in a really fantastic ODI series. 
and just down the road at Trent Bridge, Lynn Punkett scoring a six to tie the game against a quite a solid Sri Lanka side. It was so interesting how it, it changed so quickly. New Zealand obviously led the revolution and England sort of followed suit. Because Morgan had played for the IPL, he knew Kane Williamson quite well. And it's that, again, it's that storyline of because he was able to go out and learn from the world, we reap the rewards of that. The 2016 World Cup comes about. England are struggling, not at their best form, but however, they go into the tournament and start picking up wins. Morgan particularly struggles with the bat, however, leads to massive wins, including a 230-run run chase, a record in T20 World Cup and T20 international history against South Africa. He's starting to see a revolution here. The batting is starting to click. It's a really good side. I'll get the side up in a little bit. But Toby, he'd already had that effect, hadn't he? It's not just 2015 to 2019. It wasn't a long burn revolution. It was immediate his effect. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I'll, actually, I, this is going to be another quiz you can ask me. But I'll try and, I want to try and name that 11. Okay. I have, I have a couple ideas, but we can try and work it out. South Africa, 2016. Oh, so I was thinking the, uh, the final, sorry. Okay. It might be similar squads, but I think the okay. final is probably... Maybe more likely. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a tournament it was. I mean, you could see that England had started to build something and they hadn't quite fully formed it. It literally only been a year, year and a half and it wasn't quite enough time, but there was definitely something something brewing. They get all the way to the final as well, which is it's fantastic. But that, that run chase, I think, really did set up how they wanted to play and they knew that when they got that even 230 a phenomenal score from South Africa, they knew that they were going to chase it and they knew they had the players to do it mm. and, they, and they did it fairly with ease in the end okay I've got the lineup from the 2016 World Cup final at Eden Gardens mm -hmm. can you guess the team? the team so I know Hales and Root opened Hales opened Root was three was, did Root not open in the end no oh oh did someone get out really Root early the bowling oh okay yeah got Gale out Actually, early I remember you're also right someone to get out very early is it Jason Royal? Jay Royal oh okay fair so you got one two three yeah uh, Morgan at four. Morgan at four. Uh, Butler. Yep. Stokes. Yep. Um, Ali at seven. Yep. Uh, Chris Jordan. Yep. Plunkett. Yep. You missed one. David Willey. Yep. Adam Rashid. Yep. You got the all. <laughs> Boom. That together, that is pretty much the same team, bar one or two, mm. that played in that 2016 final, mm. that also played in that 2019 final. And you look at the team that played against. Let's. Who did we lose to? Bangladesh. It's got Ravi Bopara in. It's got Gary Balance, Ian Bell. Gary Jimmy Balance Anderson. should never have played white ball cricket. No. And, he, and he, he's playing for Zimbabwe he's now. Zimbabwe play, yeah. Fun fact. But that immediate team, and we can talk a little bit about the end of that game. Obviously, getting to a T20 final is fantastic for England. And to just struggle to get over the line due to a simply miraculous end. You can't really blame Morgan for that, but I think he learned the lessons of man management. And... Those four sixes in a row by Carlos Brathwaite, how devastating were they? It was tough. I think, and I think though, actually, that was the one of the main reasons that I reckon England actually won the 2019 mm. World Cup, is that they had to overcome something, and they did it. And I think Morgan learned so much from it. And you can tell that he did, because he spent the next few years really trying to craft his captaincy. And actually, that 2019 World Cup was almost won by his captaincy and his ability to keep Joffre calm. Yeah. And to try and, and go up to him after every ball, which he didn't do with Stokes because mm. he hadn't quite had that experience yet. Mm. And he learnt from it and really propelled England to, to the greatness that came. Very good point. Very, very good point. And then comes the 2017 Champions Trophy. 
England lose to the eventual winners, Pakistan, no shame in losing to the winners. And actually, if you actually look at the amount of times England lose to the winners in tournaments under Morgan, you go, actually, he could have won a lot more if he just got a little bit lucky here. Obviously, it wasn't all sunshine and roses. The England team would struggle with players like Alex Hales going out due to failed drugs tests. Do you think Morgan was harsh or do you think Morgan, he speaks a lot about this in the World Cup Through Their Eyes documentary. He said it was, it was, he broke the rules of the camp. We can't go back on this. Do you agree with that, or do you think his man management could would have changed? No, I think I think it was fair enough, and and maybe after the World Cup he could have mm. brought Hales back in, like like they're doing right now with the White side, and sort of trying to give him a chance to get back in. But I think that was Morgan's main philosophy was the, the trust, and it was sort of almost a brotherhood within the team mm. that you had to follow it, and you you couldn't be an, an individual. And he was happy to drop people if they were, like with Hales. And I'm sure there were other people as well that he maybe didn't say we dropped them because they're individuals. But he called out someone like Darren Malanze. He scored a brilliant 100 mm. in New Zealand. Uh, I think in the T20s, 100 off like 50 balls or something. Absolutely smoked everywhere. Last ball of, mm. of the innings. Um, Malan didn't try and squeeze through a single, I think, to the keeper. Mm. And um, and Morgan berated him in, in, to the press straight after the game. He's like, what is he doing? This is not how we do it. Mm. Malan then doesn't play for England for the next few months. And obviously knows, oh man, I can't do that again. And, mm. and really then, I think, gets brought back into the side as obviously a fantastic player he is. And, and and then it's probably part of that brotherhood again because he knows that it's the only way to, to do it is to commit to the England team and to Owen Morgan. Okay. There's one more thing we need to talk about. We talked about the non-Sunshine and Rosen. And I totally agree with you. Alex Hales probably were dropped. And if anything, it led to the greatest one-day partnership. It sort of worked in a way. Yeah, no, no, I think fact here, no opening ODI partnership has scored more runs at a better strike rate than Jason Moore and Johnny Besto. It's beautiful. And that's after 60 innings as well. Exactly. That's, that's not just a flash in the pan. We'll come on to the 2019 World Cup in the end, but Toby, I have another question for you. What is the only nation Owen Morgan went to and lost an ODI series in? The series? I think I know. Well, is it a trick question? Is it Scotland? It is Scotland. Yeah, the only England captain to lose to Scotland, but in fairness, it's tough. He went to every other nation yeah, and won. won. The West Indies, Australia, New Zealand, Bangladesh, Pakistan. Well, couldn't go to Pakistan. Mm. Uh, Sri Lanka, India. Don't he beat every other team bar Scotland? Are Scotland his kryptonite? It it's must the only be. Team that have a hundred percent winning record over him, which is mad. It is mental. I think it was the only only ODI series as well that England didn't win between twenty. Uh, 15 and 20, 2019. Um, 2019 and arguably still still well it's not going anymore unfortunately mm. but, but I think that just shows how great a captain he was that that he made I think as well it probably looked at it was more at the over he looked at the over the whole picture mm. because he obviously knew okay we might lose one game playing like this mm. every three matches and that's why they probably lost to Scotland it's because you will lose that one game here and there and there's not much you can actually do about that and in a one-off ODI series it is almost a bit of luck in it and Scotland played out of their skin but he knew over three, four, five match series mm. that they had the the power, the skill mm. and and with that the, the best team they, they backed themselves to win every series and, and they went out and did it because they knew that the way they were playing was the best way to do it against you might be coming up against some low sl- slow pitches mm. in, in Asia um, or some absolute um, bouncy ones at the wacker, say quick bouncy pitches. But either way, they knew that the best way to to play it was just to go out there, play their own game. He selected the right players to play that game mm-hmm. as well. He went for your Jason Roy's, your Alex Hales, your Johnny Bairstow's. Well, knowing. Do you want to do the game? Do you want to see how well you can remember the England team? 
Which which England for the 2019? For the 2018 loss to Scotland. Oh, and you're not going to like this. This is one of the ma- biggest collapses. It proves my point as well. I'm one player. Actually, two players. So, so Mo Ali's in there. Mo Ali is in there. He got seven. Um, so it would have been, uh, was it Bairstow and Roy opening batting? Bairstow and Roy opened. Uh, Bairstow got 105 of 59 balls. And we still lost. Overrated. Overrated. Overrated, yeah. Who do you think comes in at three? Is Alex Hales? It is Alex Hales. Yeah. Because that was around the time when all, they had to try and fit all three of them in. Yeah. Because I think we, later that year, we went on to score the world record against Australia. Yeah. Literally a few weeks later. Bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, Root at four? Root at four. Morgan five. Yep. Number six is Aust- is is strange. Is it Sam Billings? It is Sam Billings. Uh, we already mentioned Dave, uh, Moeen Ali. Moeen Ali at seven. So then you would have had... Would Willie be playing? Willie's the next one. Are either of the Currens in it? I think it's pretty too no. early for them, wasn't it? No, yeah. a little bit too early for them. Um, Plunkett. Plunkett's the next man, yeah. Rashid? Yeah. And then Mark Woods. Yes. <laughs> I will yeah. take that. That's very impressive. Very impressive. It, it, I think it helps, though, that it's the same squad of about... 16, 17, mm. who played in every match pretty much. Sam Billings is a slight odd one, but even then he was still in that World Cup squad. He's probably coming for Joss Butler, who's probably busy. Exactly, yeah. But then we talk about two, three of the highest scores in ODI cricket. Australia, Trent Bridge. Australia, Trent Bridge. Holland, Amsterville. I can't pronounce it. Yeah. Holland somewhere. Yeah, Holland. Um, how fantastic. That just demonstrates how good of a captain he was. He allowed players to dominate be themselves he was such an exciting captain to watch and those games are very much break glass and emergency i'm feeling a bit low i want to see australia struggle it's so fun to watch that england team wasn't it it, it really wasn't they and they didn't take any prisoners they absolutely leathered the ball mm. everywhere and, and they they didn't bother trying to play any other sort of style of cricket because they knew that was the best way to do it arguably they're sort of kryptonite as well at certain points like maybe in that scotland game they should have sort of throw an anchor and, and try to stay in the game a little bit longer. But, but I think, and, and probably more so in T20s, if they lost a couple of early wickets, they would always keep going. Mm. And you would, that might mean, pull off some absolutely ridiculous wins. But then when you say, look at some of the more recent ones, like that Sri Lanka, T20, well, Butler was obviously captaining, but same philosophy, that we were going to keep going, keep going, keep going. And it took, some, it took Stokes basically saying, it's probably not the best way, I'm going to yeah. just sit in here. And that was his job, which is fair enough. But I think he he knew that it was down to him and he was going to sit in there. Everyone else around him can go and try and get, score a good rate. But he knew that he was going to be there at the end. Mm. It, it, it just, just thinking about that period from 2015 to 2019, and we're going to come on to the World Cup next, he just made an exciting team to watch. He brought white ball cricket out from essentially the second or maybe third most important thing for the ECB to the first most important thing. And obviously he had problems with the test team. However, it gave us the moment, the highest speed game in years at the Cricket World Cup final. Let's break down the World Cup as a whole. There's the early group stage. England beat South Africa. England looking really good. And then there's that loss to Pakistan mm-hmm. at Trent Bridge. That sort of set a tone of a sort of shaky World Cup group stage where we also lost to Sri Lanka and Australia. At the point of the group stages, it felt England weren't going to do this. And then they have a big meeting, which again shows... Owen Morgan's captaincy skills where they go on to be India, New Zealand uh, Australia then New Zealand again in the final the big three teams essentially he was a sensational captain was there any point you were worried during that campaign? Oh quite quite a bit to be fair I knew that we definitely had the ability to win it but it was whether we could sort of 
bring it out from within the players and whether Morgan could which is arguably not just a cricket thing, but an England sports yeah. thing, that we have all of these talented players, we never quite make it. You look at the golden generation, 2006 for football. Mm. Obviously this cricket won rugby World Cups, they, other than 2003, not won one, even though they maybe arguably should have. Um, and it's quite an interesting thing that the English team actually managed to do it. And it was an Irishman who led it to them. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's the key. Yeah. Maybe we need Declan Rice to captain the football team. But maybe. Maybe. Uh, that team, though, struggled, found its feet eventually, and just played some really good cricket. That 2019 summer, for me, is really special. That that World Cup especially, that was a really golden time. And that World Cup final, he was just so calm, so measured, so part of the team, stern-faced, not they got too high in victory, never got too low. It represented his captaincy. And like we talked about in 2016, learning from his failures, learning from the past mistakes of English cricket, it again feels like this culmination, doesn't it? It really, really does. And, and he, he did absolutely smash it. And yeah. What a victory. I think that we've pretty much said everything we can about yeah. that that whole World Cup and what a phenomenal one. And and actually, probably one of the biggest calls he could have made is bringing Joffre Archer into that side. Mm. which At the cost of David Willey, who exactly. we've just seen, has been part of that. That must be very hard on David Willey, but mm. it makes that little bit of difference to win the World Cup, and it's very harsh on David Willey, who's since gone on to win a World Cup yes. uh, in the T20 side, but it's so harsh. But again, it's another brave call by Morgan. And I think he knew it, because I remember there was that Pakistan, was it Pakistan series yeah. we played just yeah. before the World yeah. Cup, and Joffrey played in a couple of the games early on, and then I think they, they stopped playing, and I was like, oh, maybe they've lost faith in him, they, they know he's, he's not going to be in there, they're, they're going to stick with their original sort of 16. But they, they. I think that was when they knew. No, we have to have him in. And he is the one. Fresh. Exactly. They didn't. They didn't want to let anyone else see enough of him. They wanted to make make sure that he was ready to, to be there and try and help in carrying into it. And that's another. Yet again, a really clever move by Morgan. Yeah, it just. <laughs> we just love him. It was just such a sensational moment, winning a World Cup on home turf. Again, we talked about the culmination of a story. It felt like a culmination for Andrew Strauss too. Someone who they'd work really hard at. Uh, together with, to ch- completely transformed from a time of Bell and Anderson and, Co- and, and Cook to a time of Roy and uh, Plunkett and Archer. He then makes a very harsh move after, again, and this shows how Morgan's always thinking forward to drop Plunkett from the next ODI series. And Plunkett, who was an integral part of that final victory in those years before, but just ageing that little bit and obviously didn't quite win the T20 World Cup uh, in covid times it was the 2021 t20 world cup in australia yes which would be owen morgan's last domestic uh, um international tournament a little bit of a disappointment however the legacy he left of an amazing t20 side and if we actually look at the t20 side that won the latest world cup it feels very much like his side in a way it, it really is i think butler has obviously changed a little bit here and there and, and knows well, Butler is definitely the captain now, but it, and I think English cricket for the ne- white ball cricket for the next ten years will always be made in the model of Owen Morgan, and he will always have been that that first creator of it all. And I think that's that will always be there, and and he could go on and win another ten uh, white ball tournaments, and it'll probably be down to Owen Morgan and and the way he revolutionised that side. Whether or not any of the players will still be there, you might be it might be full of complete new youngsters. You might have Will Jackson and Will Smith and and Tom Banton, all these guys who never quite played under Owen Morgan or never got into the side under Owen Morgan. But they, they'll they still have been there pl- trying to emulate the cricket 
that Owen Morgan mm. brought into this English side, and and rightfully so, I think. I, I think that's a very nice place to end, and I think we should end with some of his statistics. 16 tests for England, 700 runs, 200 at an average of 30. ODIs, he had 23 for Ireland, 744 runs, 100. ODIs for England, 225 matches, scoring 6,957. The first person to score 6,000 runs for England in ODI cricket, 1,300s, an average of just under 40. And at T20s, the first Englishman to get over 100 caps for his nation, 2,000. 311 runs but never scored 100 in T20 cricket for England which is slightly bizarre it's tough but I think he can be forgiven what do you think Owen Morgan will do next this is a really tough one we talked a little bit about it yesterday on the Tuesday Sports Show Mm -hmm. and it is really hard to to figure out where he's going to go you suggested Ireland Mm. which I think could be really good I think more likely maybe Sky Mm. and I think there are probably people wanting him to come back to this England side but I think it's probably best for the English side, really, and maybe him as well, that he stays away just so they learn to grow without him. Because otherwise, you'll be relying on him so much, mm-hmm. and that's not really what you what you want from from a from a team looking to push and can keep pushing the barriers mm. um, of, of white ball cricket. Okay, we're going to end on this. We promised a little Q and A session with Owen Morgan. Unfortunately, he can't be here. However, I've got his answers written down. Toby, how well do you think you know Owen Morgan on percentages, please? Probably not great, like 40%, probably. 40%. Is, okay. Of his, like, of, I assume that some of this will be like, oh, which football team do you support? Mm. No, no, no. These, these are oh, these are all cricket? Yeah, these are okay. all cricket. Maybe maybe 50%, then. 50%. Somewhere around there. The team that you love playing against the most? Ooh. He plays for Middlesex. Uh, it's not Middlesex, is it? Oh, no. no, okay, good. Well, why would he play against his own Well, team? No, but I was thinking, like, oh, he loves playing at Lords or something like oh, that, okay. but no. Uh, I'm going to go Surrey. No, it's Australia. Oh, okay, international, international. Okay, this is also quite a nice answer to the next one because this will be impossible to get. The team that you hate playing against the most, I don't hate playing against anyone. Oh, oh such a oh. sweetie. How do you unwind? How does he unwind? Ooh. Does he have a drink or something like that? No, it's not Guinness. It's not Guinness. Is it a whiskey? No, it's <laughs> playing golf. Oh, okay. Classic, yeah. classic cricketer. Yes. Have you seen how Jimmy Anderson's preparing for the test in uh, New Zealand? Golf. Yeah, it's just golf. golf. It's just a drive, a driving, driver, driving. His cricketing idol. Ooh. So it would have been someone in. What are they English or can I ask? No, they're not English. They're from. Oh. oh I can't give it away because you've got to think when he would have been grabbed. Yeah, so it would have been nineties. Nineties, early noughties. Is it someone? Is it someone like uh, Matt Hayden or something like that? No, it's far bigger than that. Sachin. No. Brian Lara. Yeah, it's Brian. There Lara. we go. Lefty. I should have guessed. Yeah, uh, your favourite holiday destination or destination to play cricket in? It's not going to be Dublin, is it? No, it's not Dublin. Uh, is it someone like Barbados? It is Barbados! Wow. Boom! It's just Barbados it's Royals as well, or Tridents, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, of course. Your favourite book, and this will be the last one. Favourite book? Oh my, this is. Is it fact or fiction, can I ask? I don't know, I've never read this, but I think it's. It was quite a controversial book, I mm. think. I've no, I've no idea what's a controversial book. It's been made into a disappointing film, I believe. I don't know. There's a lot. Uh, um, Star Wars? Star Wars, The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> da Vinci. Oh, okay, yeah. And that is how we're going to end Owen Morgan's sort of testimonial. From Star Wars, The Da Vinci Code. Star Wars and The Da Vinci Code. I'd love to see Owen Morgan in Star Wars. That would be something to watch. But yeah, what an amazing career. It's been an absolute pleasure going through it with you, Toby. And we wish all the best to Owen Morgan. Toby, this will be coming out, we don't really know when. Probably a few days. That pretty much wraps it up. Uh, Toby, 
Is there anything you'd like to say? Yeah, I mean, first of all, well, how great a player Morgan was. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say goodbye, but okay. No, I'm going to, I'm going to go on for a, a 36 minute monologue here. Yeah, go um, Just about Owen Morgan and, and how great a player he was. He was really good. Yeah, I'd like to mention as a kid, I used to get my hair cut exactly like Owen Morgan. I used to bring a little piece of paper with pictures, like Google images, not that I didn't just draw Owen Morgan, <laughs> uh, to the hairdresser and get, try and get my hair cut like him. So he was an absolute idol for me, and it's been an absolute pleasure just delving into it. And I'm really going to miss him, watching him bat. He's, for me, like Jimmy Anderson, he's just up there. And like we said on the Tuesday Sports Show, with someone with that Irish heritage, Ginger, who liked cricket, there wasn't a lot of people who could represent me. And football doesn't have any gingers, if you actually look at it. Steve said well. Thank you. Um, There wasn't anyone to sort of represent me. So for me, he represented people like me, which I didn't get to see a lot on media. So massive thank you to Owen Morgan for, like, being a legend of my childhood, always wanted to be him. Couldn't bat like him, never could. However, his captaincy has really inspired me in like other ways, whether that be leading just anything, really. Always think, what would Owen Morgan do? And I try and bring Joffre Archer on to bowl the last over in every situation. But yeah, Simple. thank you, Owen Morgan. Thank you. Uh, Toby, would you like to lead us out? Yeah, uh, thank you all for listening, as always. Uh, there'll be you know, a few podcasts coming out more. Hopefully, maybe a few more interviews. We'll try and get some lined up. Um, but thank you for listening. Keep your own. Go well and... Cheers! Oh, 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 o